1: I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyers Bay in Dunedin, and I am joined from Hollywood of the South, from Tapanui, by Vicky Yucca-Jones. Hello. Welcome. How are you, Sam? I'm very well indeed. Very good. How was lockdown so, um, for you?
2: Yeah. Do you know what? It was fantastic. We got so much done. Um, normally, we're here, there, and everywhere, but um, we're lucky we live in a 150-year-old post office here in Tapanui, which is probably the middle of nowhere, but the centre of everywhere to us, and um, yeah, we got their painters, we got 600 litres of beer brewed, and we picked their first hop harvest from our heritage hop garden at a church, it's a wee place called Tuapika Mouth, so sort of, if you can imagine, inland halfway between Belclutha and Lawrence, it's where Gabriel Reed first discovered gold in 1861, and it boasts the only water-driven ferry going across the Clutha River in the southern hemisphere. So totally powered by the power of the Clutha River. So um, that was really quite cool that we we got our our, um, first lots of hops done. And most people think that you can only grow hops in Mochuaca, but we have proven that you can grow hops way down here in the south. In fact, it's perfect for growing hops anywhere in New Zealand because we live in the 45th parallel. So Yep, so we've been doing a bit of steampunking, and brewing, and nursing, and looking after animals, and um, my cows got married, so we've written a book about um, one of my pet cows, Parsnip Jones Finds a New Home, but now we've got Mr and Mrs Brown, um, which is a Jersey Heifer, and um, Mr Brown is a Highland, a very interesting cross of cow, but he's very shaggy and very interesting, and um our alpacas we've got the lone ranger and tonto multiple chickens and um we had a lovely lot of gorgeous little cooney cooney piglets on, on anzac day so a few additions to the jones household yeah pretty cool really lots of good times with family our bubble was a wee bit bigger than normal because my parents just live um not far from us at all and we're in their everyday lives so um yeah it was very very nice and it was nice to have my son Home from Christchurch, but he self-isolated himself for a fortnight. Couldn't wait to get back to mum's cooking. Yeah, no, just a um, a really interesting time, and um, still working through um, the school of nursing at Otago Polytechnic. All our students jumped online and got to grips with the virtual world quite quickly. Yeah, no, it it, it was yeah it was really um, a positive time for us and a, and a chance to reconnect with families.
1: So great big long winded.
2: Introduction to our bubble.
1: <laughs> you're involved in so many things and you, you're so busy. How do you know what to do on any day? Have you got a big list that you carry around?
2: No, 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 no. It's um, it's a bit like Mr. Megorium's magic emporium. You know, uh, one day we might be setting up a brewery for Otago Polytechnic and we end up inheriting a, a Morris coffee cart that we might want to convert into a bar, but it's too good as a coffee cart, so you learn to become a barista. So we've got a 1970 coffee cart um, Morris Minor called Moriarty. And, of course, you'll know that Moriarty is the arch nemesis of um, Sherlock Holmes. So we've got the Morris Coffee Co, Minor Car, Major Coffee. I thought that was quite good. We frequent the wonderful common grounds uh, in the Strathallan Estate there, so some fantastic coffee beans. And I'm a wee bit naughty. We've learned to turn coffee sacks into all sorts of things, so sustainable things. Um, Normally they go to the albatross colony and line the beds of the penguins, but they've ended up, a lot of them down in the Clutha Valley, West Otago area, as dog pillows, and if you put natural pine needles in them, um, they're great for fleas, because the pyrethrin and the pine needles, along with the pillow and the um, coffee sack, make great beds for dogs. yeah, you just sort of wake up and you go, Who am I today? Um, we've done fantastic things. Your worlds just all merge. Probably one of the really inspirational things that I was really proud of while I worked for Otago, well, I still work for Otago Polytechnic, but I'm a craft brewer as well. So um I've been lucky enough to have a couple of awards for my craft beer. And we did a, a fantastic thing a couple of years ago called Hops for Hospice, because a lot of people know i I had quite severe cancer in my thirties and And didn't have a very good diagnosis, but uh, here I am. I think um, probably if I'd gone to heaven, I think I would have caused too much mischief and too big a headache for the angels up there, so I'm stuck here. We raised, I think we raised well over $10,000 for hops for hospice and basically just brewed a beer. It was received really positively, actually. Of course, you'd think, oh, brewing beer and, and a cause like hospice don't go hand in hand, but we got great support from the nurses up there when I was supervising some of the students they said oh well, why don't you brew beer for us Vic the rest's history and um, one of the lovely people that were on the last stages of their journey up there it's a fantastic service said doesn't matter where where you are in life's journey we all still enjoy a beer and it was called ginger ninja and um, everybody's well aware of the therapeutic properties of um, ginger which um, we put into the beer yeah it, it's fantastic but I, I certainly see the sustainable thread that that flows through my life I didn't really think about it too much but I think I'm a purple womble you sort of look at something and go how can you reinvent that in terms of you know with your your steampunk and people go what how's steampunk I suppose um, most of the listeners will be thinking what what's steampunk steampunk's actually a fashion genre it's um, an imagined world where the world was still powered by steam so sort of like cogs meets corsets um think jules verne Ten Thousand leagues under the sea will smith's wild wild west peter jackson's latest installment mortal engines uh that's all the wonderful world of steampunk so we um run round and these people uh with big egos probably like me we run round and create alter egos for ourselves um i'm baroness violet von vixen um mistress of the dragon guild <coughs> and um we go around and we do op shop safaris. So if you see a of steampunkers running around the op shops, run because they will they will hit you over the head with a teacup to get to the doilies and anything that looks like it can be repurposed. So we reimagine our clothing and, you know, you take the Victorian era and, yeah, we have, we have teapot racing, which is really cool. That was um, founded by the Dunedin um, – well, it's actually the Guild of Gadgeteers. So they hang out at the, you now it's fantastic. What's it called? The um, Gasworks. So that's their hideout. And we have tea, tea, tea dueling. But my favourite is parasol dwelling. Um I'm very good at parasol dueling. You know what parasol dueling is, Sam? I have no idea. Did you ever play paper, so paper scissors, rocks as a kid? Mm-hmm. It's actually a real thing. Um, Prince Albert introduced it to Queen Victoria's court um, because the ladies in waiting were all trussed up like turkeys, really. You know, in their corsets and everything else. And of course, they got a bit grumpy, really, if they wanted to basically set any or settle any arguments. They'd parasol duel. So it's basically paper, scissors, rock with a parasol. So you've got the plant, you've got the twirl, and you've got the snub. So um, anybody that's interested, go Google parasol dueling. It's I think. know, it really could revolutionise the um, UN. Just think if we had parasol dueling rather than wars. It's a non-contact sport, but you're not allowed to do any ankling. Ankling is skirts um, above the ankles, which distract the judge that actually judges the best twirl, snub or plant. So yeah, paper, scissors, rocks with a parasol. It's good fun. And it's great too. If you don't really want to talk to anyone, you just put your parasol up and um, it's very hard to talk around a parasol. Umbrella great fun I've got my my one I've got really I've got quick drawer umbrella because I've got one of those ones those modern ones that you just sort of press a button and you get it out really quick so yeah I'm pretty good at parasol Jordan
1: I am going to play Pharrell Williams Happy It might seem out of your way to find the positive stories the positive way of being or does it, it just happen
2: I think you know I'm very much in the mind you know what you think is what you become you know if you want to do something you'll find a way or you'll find an excuse I pretty much live by the saying love a lot trust a few but always paddle your own canoe and I think there's always a positive I think you're just wired that way um, I honestly think what you think is what you attract what you put out into the universe you get back and you know there's always a way around everything um there's always a lesson in everything there's always a a way through and I think that's a fundamental thing that that sort of kicks humans along is that that hope that concept of hope and you know tomorrow will be a better day and even if it is difficult I mean you know take for instance the you know what's happening in the world at the moment I mean you know I I'm sort of I think well I might wash my clothes by hand because this new washing machine that we've got because you know quite often I say you know normal's to cycle on the washing machine this new washing machine that we've got with this new knob of, of how we are, are supposed to be and how quickly we've adapted and all the feel-good stories that have actually come out of it um, you know I think hopefully that humanity will keep learning these lessons that we've learned while we've had to live in our bubbles and it's um, you know, the basic fundamental ones of you know if if you haven't got anything kind to say don't say anything at all but you know be kind and that think you know is it thoughtful is it helpful Um, is it inspiring is it nice is it kind and and learn to think so yeah it's I think yeah I just think you know the givings and the receipt like when you give out what you get back is is tenfold it's just yeah I really and, and I'm wired for people I mean you know I think yeah
1: do you think we're, exactly. do you think we're going back to business as usual or going back to normal as it used to be, or is it a is it a new normal
2: um I, I honestly think there's um probably two polar opposites that are happening at the moment. I think you know there's people that thinking yep, yep, everything's fine and and just sort of carrying on how they were before, and then there's other people on the other extreme which you can understand are, are really quite concerned about what's going on and what it means for them. And then I think there's, you know, the, the sort of the people in the middle. We don't know what's ahead. Um, we don't know what this means. And it's very, very surreal. And I think, you know, lots of people are just coping in different ways and you've got lots of different extremes. But I think the more positive stories that you can actually put out there and the more inspiring things that you can actually put out there helps sort of people come back to a, an equilibrium where they can make sense of, of this external stressor that we weren't all geared up for. And I think it's like anything. I think it'll either bring out the best in people or the worst in people. And everybody's just got to sort of find where they fit and and how they sort of process it. And I think that's just a different journey for different people. But life's here to be lived, and your life's happening now. It's not happening yesterday. It's not happening tomorrow. It's happening now. So I think you know, be present with who you're with. Think and surround yourself with people that make you the best version of yourself. Um, don't try and please everybody, because it's an impossible task. Just, you know, live your life and, and find your own happiness. I think everything that you need within you. And um, yeah, like I said, be kind and, and reach out to, to um, others. So yeah, philosophy of life, I think um, we're all interconnected and intertwined and um, we just sort of do it our own way and, and with our own colours.
0: Lizelle Mitchell is a downtown dweller, urban explorer and conversationalist
1: Observing city
0: life in lockdown. Hi bubble people. How are you doing? Hope you're having a great old day. It's Liesl here. uh, Coming at you from my little bubble land. And uh, enjoying my day. So yeah. Having having some really good days at the moment. Um, Just thinking about lots of great things. Enjoying my people in my life and just trying to take every day as a real gift I guess and um, appreciate it. And the other day I discovered something that has just made my world that little bit better and I'm about to wax lyrical on this particular point. Okay, so I discovered a new band. Mm, that's right it's all about music today so I discovered this band that I'd never heard of before and um, the way I discovered them was through Instagram so wonderful old Instagram where I post pictures but there's actually quite a lot of music stuff happening in, in Instagram land Instagram land as well and I follow this uh, bass guitar sort of Instagram where people play cool bass sort of lines to music and I just happened to have a couple of those videos that I was watching and one of the guys I was like wow that's an amazing bass player and who are you and what are you linked into and what do you know I found this group that he's in so the band is called Dirty Loops if you want to go check it out but discovered they're a Swedish band and they're kind of um they sort of look and feel a bit like a boy band except for one of the guys who looks like he's kind of gotten lost on the way to the punk kind of um goth corner of the world and he sort of turned off to the boy band section but they just create this amazing sound together and there's just three of them and together it's sort of this yeah boy band poppy sound but then it comes in with jazz and funk and kind of real gritty sort of um, melodies harmonies and cool meshing of sounds and they're just a very musical type group anyway I do love my music and I got blown away by their musicality and I watched some of their videos and I just loved it. So what I've been saying to people is not only go listen to this band because it's really cool, but um, (laughs) also that I found this music that I feel like my body has always been dancing to. So there's some music that really you know, you hear it playing and you just go, oh my gosh, that's my music, I just want to get up and dance, you know, and we've all got our different sort of, I think, music that kind of moves us like that. I know some people love certain kinds of music that really doesn't kind of inspire me and you know, my old Dirty Loops band here may not be your kind of music either, but for some reason it really resonated with my body and I just want to move to this music, so I was listening to it back. back to back like just had my tracks (laughs) set on shuffle play everything I could find of this band and it was like a 24-hour festival of just listening to this music like I, I did sleep but then I woke up the next morning and started playing it again and it just has been in my head and part of what I think has sort of sparked for me is this whole idea that yeah my body sort of relates to this music and it's at quite a sort of I think intangible I don't know well it's tangible and intangible because I think what it made me think of is that it's like every cell in my body is being activated by this music now I think that is actually what music does I think it isn't just something we listen to I think it's something that actually gets into our cells like it's a Yeah, I don't know quite how to explain this, but I just think that it it connects with us. It resonates on a particular frequency, on a level of sound, on a level of energy that I think actually can resonate with your entire body. So what I found today was I was listening to this crazy band that I'm obviously obsessed with, and uh, then I thought, right, I've done enough of that, and now I just need to listen to something a bit more chilled and zen. And I put on this kind of meditative track that my friend had sent me that sort of, chanting kind of meditation music and it's very very zen and I put that on and I could actually feel my whole body changing to this sort of like calm state and I thought wow actually that other music totally energized me and this music is calming me in a completely different way so, yeah, some interesting realizations there. Maybe pull out your favorite music and see what your body does and uh, take note of it, see what happens. Right. Well, have a lovely rest of the day and we will talk soon. Take care. What
2: inspired you to get into this, Sam? Like um, spreading this positivity of, of, here's me asking you a question back, of, of bubbles and being involved.
1: We were particularly interested in exploring the positive side of the the response the, the pandemic response the community response how communities are responding and and deliberately doing that in a positive way not in a deluded everything is happy way but mm. uh you know there's these difficult things we're going through we can choose yeah. to do that with a, a positive mindset and mm. let's ex- let's explore that so that's part of uh, Moira's Doctor of Professional Practice work. So she's looking at the notion of unconditional positive regard applied at a societal level.
2: Oh, that's, um, that's quite interesting because that was one of the other areas that's, that's really interesting is um, noting post-traumatic growth. So people going through traumatic events, then experiencing huge periods of growth um, in, a, in a really like you know, inspiring way um and and just getting back on their feet it's it's really um you know it's like sort of blooming where you're planted, and I think that's what I was just saying it's a little bit about how you're wired, it's a little bit about what you bring to the table, it's a little bit about how you are brought up and your your particular situation and it's certainly getting in that reality exists between your ears and and you're in charge of that that space, and it's not in charge of you, so you're sort of the architect of your own life so that's that's really um interestingness or that unconditional or you know post-traumatic growth and i know from personal experience
1: yeah i like that model that or that that idea that you talk about about the is it the daisies blooming in the concrete
2: yeah yeah just um bloom where you're planted count your blessings and bloom where you're planted you'll find and that's what i think you know actually when you look at it people see a piece of concrete as a solid object but it's not a solid object you know the the flower doesn't know or the seed doesn't know underneath it, the concrete that the concrete's there it just finds a way to grow towards the light and I think you know that's what we all have the opportunity to do um you know take a leaf out of the old sunflowers book and and follow the sun look for the light and and grow towards it and I think that's when you'll plant where you bloom you know you you will you'll bloom where you land you know you'll get those roots down deep to get whatever nutrients you will or you'll find the cracks and if you can't go around it you'll go over it and you can't go over it you'll go under it if you can't go under it, well, you'll make your own imaginary steampunk world where you can do whatever you like, and world domination is a is a very easy thing, especially when you've got a whole army of dragons behind you that you've made up, or you're good at parasol dueling. So I think um I think that's one of the things that's really interesting that has happened during lockdown is people have got off their iPads, got off their iPhones, and rediscovered their imagination. You know, like the good old monopoly wars that you used to have and um, Scrabble and people are starting to reignite their imagination and, and look at how Anzac Day was celebrated this year. I think it was one of the best Anzac Days ever where, you know, people making poppies out of shopping bags. I must have made about 90 poppies out of shopping bags. You know, just, just brilliant. People actually got the real meaning of what Anzac Day was about. Yeah, I think, it, I think, I think it's made us real. And I think it's stripped us back a wee bit and given us a chance to. Now, the number of people that said to me, it's like a chance to reset. That that I've heard that term time and time again. It's been a chance to reset. And I'd say probably 70% of the people, certainly in the rural areas, think it's been a really positive thing. But talk to the local cockies around us or the local farmers, and they said, well, nothing's different for us. We're still planting, growing. They said, the only thing is we don't have to dodge the cars with our tractors. I wouldn't argue with a dual wheel tractor either. Flowering through the concrete, bloom where you planted.
0: Bubble sprite of the forest of Oroku Nui, favourite
3: goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars in your beloved universes. And I really hope that wherever you are, whatever is happening around you, that this journey that we're all on together through lockdown level four, level three, level two and now level one has just been such a helpful and beneficial journey for you that has enabled you to experience on a deeper level your connection with your precious, precious infinite self and all life that surrounds you and supports you and that you in turn support And I really hope that you have found many, many new ways to support yourself, bring out the best in yourself that you want to bring out. And that you have found things that you can do every day in your daily routine that really help you to reconnect and tune in and find that stillness and that peace and that sanctuary that we always have available to us within. So for me today, I had the most wonderful day I was visited by Andersons Bay Community Kindergarten and this morning when I woke up it was raining and I rang up Andersons Bay Community Kindergarten as per our health and safety policy and I said you know it's raining it's very cold I do have next Thursday available and they said no we're coming out anyway And we're going to come every six weeks. Whatever happens, whether it's snowing, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny, whether the wind is blowing, we're coming to visit you at Orokonui Eco Sanctuary because we want the children to know that whatever the weather is doing, whatever Tawhirimaitia is up to, they can still have the best time. And so for me this was just so wonderful and it's so unusual because of course many of us as we are growing are encouraged to feel that we can only adventure out in the real world, the living world, the natural world if we have perfect sunshine or if we have warmth or if we have stillness or if we have any of these various prerequisites to enjoyment. But of course, we don't need to have any prerequisites to enjoyment. We are in control of our experience, so we can decide whether we enjoy something or not at any time. And I think this is a wonderful, wonderful lesson to engage with from an early age. I am so grateful to Anderson's Bay Community Kindergarten to introduce to these beautiful, beautiful people from an early age that they can determine their experience based on how they feel about their experience. And of course, because they are being encouraged and supported to have a wonderful, fun adventure in the rain and experience what it was like to be in a cloud, even though normally the clouds are up in the sky, this cloud had come to sit on the forest because the clouds in the forest are best friends at Orokanua Eco Sanctuary and it's the only protected cloud forest in the whole world. It was a very, very exciting day. Also, Anderson's Bay Community Kindergarten has invested in some wonderful wet weather gear that will last for years and years and can be endlessly cycled through eight small, beautiful beings for the next several decades, I assume, because it's very, very tough wet weather gear. So I'm really looking forward to being visited every six weeks by eight beautiful beings and the two kaiako and having lots and lots of adventures. And I'm really grateful to see that this level of education, which is so holistic and is introducing nature connection and emotional resilience from an early age is being encouraged and being supported. And that's really what I'm dedicating my life to forever and ever for everybody, not just little, tiny, beautiful, newly arrived beings, but everybody I have the privilege to interact with. I want them to know that the real world is always there for them and they are a part of it and they can choose at any time to acknowledge the wonder of nature's art that they are and they can choose at any time to have the best adventure even if it's raining and of course when it's raining we know that every drop of water that's falling has fallen for billions of years and will continue to fall for billions of years recycled over and over and so water just like all life connects us with the infinite of which we are a part so I hope that for you wherever you are whatever is happening around you we're having a wonderful day in the rain or in the sun. And I'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Kaki.
1: You work in, one of the things that you do is working with professional supervision with nurses. Yes. And people in the, yep. the, the health field. How are they doing?
2: You know what? That is amazing as well. Um, I think the biggest thing within health that's taken up a lot of the time, certainly in New Zealand, is preparing, you know, the, if the, the worst case scenario happens. And also a lot of it has been pastoral care in terms of the people in the hospitals um, and, and leadership roles certainly having to support their staff to work from home and get to grips with what technology is like at home. It was funny, I was talking to someone the other day and they said, you know, when they returned to work, they were like little lambs skipping down the corridor. <laughs> they were just so pleased to be um, back and And also, it's like the human toll of not having that connectedness with um, other human beings. But when we do professional supervision, it's a bit like x ray for, um, you know, x ray goggles. So supervision's got this sort of punitive connotation, and that's just putting a positive spin on the word supervision. So I split it out to supervision. So it really does enhance your seeing of things. It's a making of space that you can stop time, you can talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about formulate an action plan around it, remove the emotion, but there's no consequences in real time. Does that make sense? You are responsible for whatever you take away from it. And just having that, you know, again, practicing that pause, just stopping, stepping back and thinking that sort of counts to 10. Sometimes there's some really inspirational stories that come out of it. Sometimes people just want a restorative session where they come in and they go, you know, this has happened. I don't want you to fix it. I just need to get it off my chest. So within nursing and and it's quite interesting over the last 2 or 3 years as I've developed as a practitioner I've um done a lot of trends disciplinary supervision so I do supervision for other counselors because I'm a tra- trained counselor as well and a marriage celebrant and all sorts of other different things but in the health field I you know I do supervision for midwives doctors OTs nurses and really the funny thing is we're all got a commonality. We um, have a calling to help the greater good. We want to use our life force to to work with other human beings. Nursing, certainly in, in the health field, it's really important for people to take time for themselves. And I think, you know, professional supervision or supervision is basically not to demean it, but it's almost like hairdresser time. It's, um, you know, I think hairdressers are amazing people as well, because when you think about it, they're like unpaid therapists because you know you you tell your hairdresser pretty much everything's um, in terms of you know what's going on in your day and they have the fortitude to sort of listen to it all day nursing's a bit the same and and being a health professional you know you're suffering alongside people when they're at low places in their life you get one person sort of sorted and discharged and there's a whole heap more that actually come through the door so it's really important that you actually fill yourself up in order to give out Um, because you can't sort of drink from that empty cup. Um, You've got to constantly sort of fuel yourself up. And professional supervision is one way of looking at that. Looking at yourself a different way and reflecting. Having someone sort of like, um, I don't really like to call it reflection. It's more like refraction. So if you can imagine a a prism where white light goes through the prism and all the colours are sort of um, separated out on the wall, and that's sort of what supervision does for people sometimes. It comes in like a great big blur of white light with all your problems and everything out but when you sort of filter it through the prism which you know either the supervisor or whoever they're talking to is all the problems sort of come out on the wall as different colors and they can sort out for themselves what the priority is but it sort of gives you that clarity and um, taking time for you so yeah at the moment they seem to be in in, in good spirits and, and um, ready for whatever come is coming and um, you know the hospital it is a, is a wonderful facility, but it's the people that make it up that that's amazing, and I think that goes for all around the world. you know people that are putting their their um lives on the line in the service of others, and they don't even think about it. they just go and do it they just think that's that's what my job is, and that's what I'll go and do so yeah certainly an awe of of not only the profession that I work in but what's going on at the moment um, in terms of them being the soldiers at the front line so um yeah, amazing work and they they keep doing it day after day.
1: In terms of all of the societal change that we've seen in the last couple of months, three months, four months, however long it's been. Have you lost track as well? I've lost track. It seems to be yeah, winter. Yeah. How did that oh, yes. happen? Yeah,
2: Sundays, Sundays. yeah,
1: so, And So in terms of all those changes we've seen, what do you think is going to stick and what do you hope will stick?
2: I think what is going to stick is the world is never going to be the same. I think we've gone through a drastic change and a different way of being. Um, What I hope will stick is remembering to slow down, um, to be kind, um, to care and don't let your engine run away or your wheels, you know, don't don't slow down, just slow down and, and be present. Love those people that are that are around you and just all those human things that have been brought out, all those things that we've sort of haven't had time to think about. But it's amazing when we were made to have time that we've managed to actually do. So yeah, I hope I hope that sticks. And um, I think we're now a global community. I don't think we are different countries anymore. I think it's unprecedented. I mean, they're going to look at twenty twenty and go, "That's the day the world turned. That's the day the world changed direction." Because we're all in the same boat. So I but, think um, if nothing, it reminds us that we're all interconnected and intertwined,
1: that's and this kind global problem. The steampunk thing of tomorrow as it used to be is going to hit hard. Yep. <laughs> We're all suffering from yep. that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um. See, it's a funny thing. It's, you know, um, I think it's that use of language, that, that power of language. You know, did we actually suffer? Are we actually suffering? What is suffering? Or have we had an amazing opportunity to experience um, more time with our, our friends, our family, um, learning new ways of being without necessarily um, – being in the absolute thick of it, I think, in New Zealand, we are so lucky where we are. We're so lucky that we're such a, a small global or a small sort of country with a, with a small... When you think about it, how many countries in a day, in a day, could literally stop, pack up shop, go home, hang it out for six, seven weeks, as long as you've got enough toilet paper. For. I'm not sure and, what that and, was about.
1: <laughs> and successfully, successfully managed to do that in a way that... Everybody just did it.
2: I did um, you know I said to my um, I said to my husband that I think you know wherever Kiwis go all around the world, we do have that number eight wide mentality and I think we think as individuals but we work together as a collective so it's a, it's it's an individual consciousness working together in a collective way. Everybody has um, a point of view and everybody supports everybody else and I think that's that two degrees of separation as well. But anybody that comes into the country, we embrace them as well. We embrace individuality and diversity and we're sort of self-regulating. That was a really interesting thing when we did get locked down. You know, we're, we're self-regulating as a, and this is just my own personal point of view, that we're self-regulating as a, as a country. So we don't go too far one way or the other and everybody sort of looks after everybody. And if you're not doing what you should do, they'll soon tell you whether it be the cocky down the road or the, uh, you know, I don't think the local policemen had to worry too much because um, everybody made sure that everybody was doing what they needed to do because they realised how serious it was. And we just came together as a cohesive collective with individual consciousness and realised this was serious. Yeah,
1: amazing. Amazing. Let's take the second of your music choices. I'd never heard of this person singing before. Who have you found for us?
2: Oh, um... Wonderful, wonderful Nigerian, uh, British-born Nigerian um, jazz singer, amazing philosopher, actually introduced by my husband um, called Ola Onabule. And I think um, this wonderful song that you're probably going to play next, which is called Soul Town, is basically a bit like lamenting what we're lamenting our old world. It's um, when the sort of Motown ceased to exist and and he's talking about you know where has all that wonderful music gone but yeah beautiful lyrical range beautiful um just an amazing singer so hopefully your listeners will one will enjoy the silky tones of um ola on a
4: But a plain Jane town You say soul town's the way it's all going to be And someday we'll build it all again When we've had enough of this anti-day, thought too much of this lonely day, We'll start afresh, raise it up and Well, they ain't so fair. You riding high in infinite skies, just being like what you're With one dream in your heart, something in that dream. You thought that you'd be changing the world. You say small towns the prettiest place in you, and someday. We'll start afresh, raise it up and go
1: have some questions to end the show with. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years?
2: Biggest success in the last couple of years? I probably have to say that's my son. I've got a son who's got Asperger's and Crohn's and um, he was really, really, really unwell and we have managed to get him stable on a new drug called Humira. His digestive tract's totally still intact, so Crohn's is not a very nice disease. You end up with sort of ulcers from your mouth all the way through your digestive tract and extremely painful. And put on top of that, Asperger's, is, of course, on the autistic spectrum disorder. But my son, Cole, is Cole first. He's, um, He's a miracle. He had massive seizures between three and four. His successes are my successes over the last couple of years, and it's been a group effort my husband Tom who's his stepdad got him his license so he's got his full license um he's decided that he wants to live with his nana and granddad and he works one day a week in health administration he goes to cards on a Monday with the older people in the Tapanui community and plays 500 so they've helped him with his social skills um and his health is stable so probably my biggest success over the last two years would be a happy healthy um son who um Yeah, is showing us every day that, you know, quite often people, when they turn up to the start line of life, have already run a marathon. And it always reminds me that you don't know what someone's life's like until you run a mile in their shoes. And that's impossible. And um, you've got to celebrate what to us are small things, but to them, they're huge. And um, I look up to my son every day and think, you know, my gosh, how have you got there? And um, how do you have that fortitude to to carry on? So, you know, if he can do it, anyone can do it.
1: So So, we're writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. So you're in our mansion. Oh, thank you. What's the superpower that's got you there? The superpower that's got me there?
2: Tenaciousness, I think. (laughs) I do not give up if i can't like i said go through it i think it's that ability it's the ability it's the superpower to flower through concrete There you
1: are <laughs> i bloom where i'm planted do you consider yourself to be an activist
2: yeah i think so you know I'm, I'm passionate about people and i'm passionate about change and i think you know you know if you're going to have a fuel the power of that superpower it would be passion absolutely i think if you're passionate about something you know like i said if you want to do something you'll find a way if you don't you'll find an excuse and um, passion you just you just do it absolutely so yep superpower is the ability to bloom through concrete and the fuel that gets me there is passion
1: so in terms of that passion then what is it that motivates you what gets you out of bed in the morning
2: being alive <laughs> you know after <laughs> you face death and um someone says you know have you ever think you know like, you know they gave me six months to live god I went on a right bender you know like I mean I've got a great big huge purple marble monument already and I've got a colour change coffin you know what I mean so you think you know you think what would you do if you only had six months left to live what would you do if you only had another 10 minutes left to live I mean waking up every morning is just motivation to get out of bed because you're here and and excited what's the day going to hold you know who like I said who am I going to be today are we going to be brewing beer are we going to be brushing horses are we going to be changing the world i don't know if you ever remember that funny little acme cartoon pinky in the brain you know it's like my pants won't fit wayne what are we doing today Blaine? same as every night pinky we're taking over the world so yeah you might as well have big dreams world domination that sounds good turn the whole world purple yeah or at least a, a good tinge of lilac
1: and what challenge are you looking forward to in the next couple of years
2: well i think that will be um becoming dr jones that will be a big, um, interesting journey. I've just looked out how much I've grown already. So I think it's managing that growth and seeing where you end up and seeing how you can inspire other people to be the best versions of themselves. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I think, you know, if you have, life's too short to live all your own experiences. I think if you can learn from other people, uh, the journey's a little bit smoother. My best advice to people is, do surround yourself with people that make you the best version of yourself and if you're not everybody's cup of tea that's okay don't spend your life trying to convince them just hang out with people that are your people people that actually um get you actually sam if you want what i might do is if i can read one of my favorite poems to you which it just sort of sums up it's called the dash and it's quite a it's quite a popular poem but i think it makes people think about their life now and it's i read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on her tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the dates of her birth and spoke the following date with tears, but said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that she spent alive on this earth and how only who those who loved her know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own the cars, the clothes, the cash. What matters is how we have lived and loved and how we spent our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? Well you never know how much time is left. You could be mid-range. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way others feel. And be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a while. So when your eulogy's being read with your life actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say and how you spent your dash? And I mean, I've got that on my own tombstone in terms of I've got a very, very tiny birth date and I'm going to have a very, very tiny death date, but I've got a great big long dash in the middle because I think I've had a big
1: life. Thank you very much for joining me. I think we'll go out to the Wombles. Wombles. <laughs> the Purple Wombles. There isn't a Purple Womble, there's a Purple a Womble. There's a really cool song
2: Womble. called I Should Start Wearing Purple. It's a really lift of scene to song, but by gosh, it's good. Start wearing purple, purple, purple. It's quite cool.
1: (laughs) Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now.
4: All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish, I promise. It's just a matter of time, so yeah. Since you were a twenty I was twenty And thought that some years from now
1: You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. Find us on Facebook and all the places where you might subscribe to podcasts. We've had contributions from Tahu Mackenzie and Liesl Mitchell. I'm Samuel Mandon Sawyer's Bay Dunedin, and I've been joined by Vicky Yaka Jones in Tapanui. We hope you enjoyed the show.
0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.